Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, something else I've noticed, and this is uh, one of those things that uh, I haven't really said, even though I should, but I also think the uh, amount of, like, not even just the ingredients, but the amount of consumption is uh, really high. Uh, I was given um, a sage, but like a white sage bundle as a gift years ago. I've been using the same bundle for five years. You can light it, use it, and put it out. You don't need to use an entire stick for one ritual. You don't need to use a whole bottle of oils for one thing. I think there's this, um, I think because maybe, I don't know why, but I feel like people uh, burn, no pun intended, burn through their supplies so fast when it's like you can reserve these things and use them delicately and little bits. And it's going to hold the same power for you know, years and years and years, like one bottle of oil, like you said, you've had for 40 years, like we don't need to pour it all over the place, you know? I wonder, it would be so interesting to talk to a bunch of people who do that, right? I'm, I mean, I have so much to learn about, you know, about how people are thinking now, hmm. um, which is different from the way I think, because I've been doing this for so long. Um, and I wonder, you know, we are a consumerist culture, right? And that's who we are. And we are the products of our culture. That's who we are, <laughs> right? So, you know, we are, we're different. And we, we've always felt like we're outsiders and other. And yet, you know, we're consumers. So we, so we consume. I think I wonder, my question for folks who do that would be, are you doing it because you think that the power is in the oil or the sage bundle? It is, but the power that we need to focus on is your power and the power that is available to you um, more immediately, like by breathing and drinking water and being in right relationship with the earth that, I mean, indigenous peoples didn't have a ton of stuff, Mm -hmm. but they had a ton of magic in part because they didn't have a ton of stuff right? Uh, the Australian Aboriginal peoples are famous for their psychic powers um, and their capacity to communicate with one another across the entire continent. Um, so I think the cult, that's what I, partly what I mean about skills, that the cultivation of the skills that open your consciousness and open your heart and open your body and open your psyche to the flow of this magical energy. If you master those skills, you don't need as much oil. And you don't need to burn an entire bundle of sage. And you don't, you know, those things help. They help you alter consciousness. They help you make the shift. Um, But they're not the thing that's making the magic. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Completely agree. I was having this conversation with someone recently. And I said, I was like, I don't know how to explain it. I was like, it feels like the the true magic the thing we tap into is is 
it doesn't feel like quite the thing you can fully teach. And it feels like it's all about just being aware. And the longer you're aware through these activities, through rituals, spells, through all of it, the more you're aware, it's just like reprograms your brain and then one day you just realize how much power you are and then and then you have it whatever it is and then you have it but um that's a really difficult concept I've always had putting into words I think I think you just put it very well I think I met that when the trees were laughing at me and with me they were like listen you know if that's what you guys needed to get here, you know, better late than never. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, but once you're there, you're like, okay, I don't need quite so. Now the artistry of it, the pleasure of it, the sensual engagement of it, the, the effect that it has, the scent and the texture and the light and the beauty, right, um, is all a part of that opening of consciousness. Um, so it's useful, but you don't want to confuse. Um, you don't want to confuse the object with the energy. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I guess that's how I maybe would articulate it i mean to me the object is the embodiment of the energy but if you're not attending to the energy and you're right then if you're just dealing with the object like a materialist then you're missing the point <laughs> and if you're using a bottle of oil and if you're using an entire bundle of sage then you're you're right uh you're not attending to the energy you're preoccupied with the object so that's the point of the practices they get you past that they get you into the right frame of conscious they open the consciousness so that um less is more yeah it's like uh it's like not confusing the painting with the or not confusing the artwork with the cans of paints and the paintbrushes right? Using yeah. more red isn't going to necessarily make the artwork better. Uh, you know, using more expensive paintbrushes isn't necessarily going to add talent. It's uh, the artwork is a separate being from yeah. the cans of paint, I think. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I, I don't know. My, my, my intuition is that that excess of stuff is because of a lack of skill and a certain anxiety you know, and a need to like, okay, I've got the potion, right? Um, <laughs> and it's got 5,000 ingredients and so it's going to work. Um, and that's kind of the consequence of people cobbling stuff together from lots of books and YouTube videos and never having um, a serious, skilled, experienced teacher to say, okay, now I want you to breathe. Okay, now what just happened? Okay, all right, let's add... Um, an oil on the candle um, and the scent changes and you know, the magic changes with that shift in the energies. Um, that's why I'm teaching, you know? I mean, I'd be perfectly happy, Tanya, I really would be perfectly happy all by myself in the woods working with the planet 
Um, but, you know, she gave me my walking papers to share what she, I mean, like, she's like, you're like one little person. You got to like share it with like lots of people. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, and she's, well, you know, we gave you the gift of gab so that, you know, and you're a good writer. So that's what, you know, and you'll have lots of, so just do it. Um, but, you know, the world needs her witches and witches need skills. They don't need a giant bottle of oil. They need skills. And the thing is, if you work it, it really works. That's, I was really blessed that early on um, I had shamanic training that, that didn't exist in the world at that point. Um, I, I was in the first drumming circle to come out of Michael Hunter's teaching um, in the graduate, he was the head of the graduate department at the new school in New York. And some of his students said, wow, that sounds great, let's do it. <laughs> and that was the first drumming circle, the first core shamanism, and I was in that circle. And I learned from that circle, you need a teacher, you need good teachers with integrity and wisdom and skill and experience and perspective. And that enriches your, your skills and your wisdom and your capacities tremendously. But that ultimately, I mean, I didn't have explanations. Like I can, I, I'm a philosopher and a theologian and I, you know, to me understanding the why behind the how to is what really unlocks the power. But my, the priestesses who initiated me didn't explain a damn thing. We just worked. It was just week after week after week for three and a half years of casting circles and casting spells and making magic and do and having sabbats and drawing down the moon and doing all this work, which was really good for somebody who was such a head tripper to have no explanations. And in the, the shamanic circle, we drummed and we journeyed. The drum was the teacher. And so both of those things instilled in me a very deep, deep regard for skills, for practices. To call yourself a witch is not just to sort of brand yourself as a rebel, <laughs> um, but it's a responsibility, right? Because the word comes, the old word was witch, it meant a wise one, a seer of the sacred. So if you're gonna be a witch, we have work to do because witches are healers, right? They're the wise ones and the world needs healing and the world needs witches wisdom. So, I'm working as hard as I can. <laughs> and some people will not get it. You know, I, like my cup of tea is not going to be somebody else's cup of coffee, right? Um, <laughs> another path, another way for other people. But for those for whom it works, what I've learned over these blow these many years is that if you work it, it'll work. Um, and it's gorgeous, right? That's the appeal. Like in doing it, you are talking about it before like if you work it if you have if you learn good skills and you use them to jesse like when you get these skills and you use them you're you are you receive as much as you give and so much of what you receive is like this sense of blessing and love and benevolence and nourishment and encouragement and guidance that's so much the energy that came through when we were creating the deck um that you want to give back, you know, and it's, and it's joyful, not all the time, you know, 
you know, when you lose somebody and you have to do a crossing over ritual, um, there's grief and sorrow and despair when you're betrayed and you have to contend with that, you know, and you have to cut the, cut the stalk, you know, and separate the wheat from the chaff and say goodbye. Um, that's hard. Those things are painful. Magic is not just, you know, all whoopee. There's a lot of tough stuff that we have. Part of it is dismemberment, you know, so we go through these periods of, or, or fallow times. I don't know about you, but I have these long periods where like, Nothing's happening, you know? It's just like dormant. Mm. And I'm, I could be depressed as hell. I mean, I've gone through long periods of depression. And, and then when it lifts, right? And the, and, the, and the stone in front of the cave rolls off and you step outside and you're, and you're brought back to life, um, you're stronger and wiser and more powerful and more compassionate. You've been uh, you've been unmade in order to be made again. That's that's one of the interesting things over time I've discovered about the rhythm of magic, which is the helpful thing about the Sabbaths that that there are these long winter seasons where things do not grow, but things are ha but magic's happening. You may not see it or recognize it or know it, but it magic is always happening. It just hasn't revealed itself yet. And if you stay the course and you're patient, um, life returns and you're better. You're the, you're the next, you know, you're, you're 2.0 or 5.6 or 27.9 or whatever the heck it is. Um, and you're better for having gone through that fallow period. It's hard. It's, you know, it's not all rose oil and fair. Mm and fairy wings, there's dismemberment. Um, but they always put you back together again. And when they do, they bless you and they put things in you that weren't there before. You know, they put a, they like me, I when I had my heart surgery in 2020, I didn't know I had a hole in my heart. We all, we all have holes in our hearts, but for most people, when you're born, it knits, it's between the two chambers in the heart and it, and it has to be open because you're in utero, but when you emerge, it has to be closed. Mine stayed open and, um, and was discovered late. And I, it's a miracle that I'm not dead. And I journeyed the night before and asked Bear to bless me because I was scared because it was surgery, heart surgery. And Bear took uh, his, her, its finger and put it in the hole in my heart pulled his finger out, a blue butterfly landed on it. You can see the butterfly behind me. And again, uh, it put its finger in my heart and I felt my heart flutter and the butterfly wrapped its wings around itself and became this sort of round blue crystal in the hole in my heart. The next day I went into the surgery. I mean, I have a lot of magical stories about this and I'll, I promise I swear, I swear I'll stop now. Um, I went in and you're awake during the surgery. Thank you very much. I mean, they drug you, of course, but you're awake. And right before it was to start, I'm lying on this cold table and I asked the surgeon if I could see the plug that they were going to put in my heart. And he said, sure. And he wheeled the tray over with these scary instruments and lying on the tray 
was this little blue butterfly. It was this double titanium ring with blue net fabric that they were going to put into my, the giant hole in my heart. And it had been spread just slightly so that it looked like the wings of a little blue butterfly. And he put it in my heart. And when it arrived in my heart, my heart fluttered. Right. Yep. And I healed. So the magic is there. It's always there. We have to ask and pay attention to what we're shown and, and give back for the in gratitude for the blessings that we've been given. So 2020, I was given my life back and uh, I was dismembered and they put something in me that gave me back my life. And I made a promise. I had made a promise to mother earth and I, and I was like, okay, and now I will keep it. I will teach as much as I can. I will write as much as I can. I, you know, we did Wicca Made Easy. I did the spell book. I did the deck. I, you know, I'm working on the next book. I'm teaching the master class. I'm doing as much as I can. And the funny thing is, I thought that I wouldn't be able to do it. I was too old, too tired, and possibly too irrelevant. And instead, I found I had all the energy that I needed and more. The more I do, the more I have. The more I give, the more um, is given to me, and I'll do it for as long as I can. Um, so the magic is there. It's in you, and you are in a greater magic. You are enmeshed in a greater magic that is profoundly mysterious and revealed and simply waiting for you to come home. And we'll give you everything you need to get there and give you everything you need once you're there. And all we have to do is give back in kind. We, we, the world needs her witches and we work to do and we're going to do it. And we're going to succeed. We're going to, we're going to, we are going to succeed. And it's the next generation because I won't be here. It'll be the next generation. It'll be your generation and the generation that's following you. Um, that will have very hard work. Um, but you, I know you're going to succeed. I know you are. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, December 8th. The waning crescent moon moves from the negotiations of Libra to the pointed inquiries of Scorpio today. Here, the moon trines Saturn. We are in a very serious mood today, ready to take on the day with the weight it requires. In Pisces, Saturn wants us to achieve our dreams. But Saturn knows that we can't do so if we don't meet the moment. So square up with your plan, position yourself for success, and let the weight of your intentions carry you forward. Your daily moon mantra is, it doesn't matter how slowly you go, as long as you don't stop. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. The Red-Haired Witch is an online shop with a unique mix of one-of-a-kind handmade items, candles, jewelry, homegrown herbs, and a selection of crystals, vintage finds, and metaphysical items. Every order ships free and is carefully packaged by the owner, Lisa, herself. 
Lisa knows what she likes when shopping and looking for her own witchy items, and she's confident you'll like what she's curated in her shop. Many of the products offered are handcrafted in-house, including silver and gemstone jewelry, spell bottles, art, apothecary items, statues, incense, and more. You can shop securely at theredhairedwitch.com and can also find her on Instagram as the Red Haired Witch Shop. That's S-H-O-P-P-E, as well as on Facebook as the Red Haired Witch. Man, I I hope so. I, uh, you know, last time we talked uh, was in 2021, I think. Yeah. And that was hard. That was a hard year. Uh, I think just everything caught up to me uh, mm. from, you know, everything the past five years and then pandemic. And I, I remember for our interview... I almost canceled because I just, I was having such a hard time getting out of bed. <sighs> I was just so down. Uh, and it was just, it was just the world. It was the state of the world had the weight of it just, you know, hit so hard. And I, but I do, I genuinely do believe, especially this new generation, I adore how passionate they are and how little they take and, I I love watching it, and I I am just like this world is going to be saved because of them. Yeah, and I'm going to stand here and support and cheer and be as a, as a part of it as I can. But um, as much as everyone loves, and this is just this has gone back to Plato. As much as people love to hate on the young people, it is our young people who are going to save the world. You know. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely. And, and, um, and we have an obligation to give them everything we can so that they can, right? So that's why I do what I do and you do what you do and Fiona does what she does, et cetera, et cetera. And we're, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, none of us would be here without the generations that preceded me and their courage, um, Doreen. And um, I know, you know, it's very popular to, hate on Gardner, but man, you know, without him, you know, he had a lot of courage to, to go public when he did. Um, yeah, I, I, here's the thing. If you look to what humans are doing, you will despair. But if you will look beyond what humans are doing to um, realms of spirit, which are accessible to us with our practices, we can get in. And there are spirits and guides and wise ones and ancestors who are there to give us what we need. And if we look to the planet itself um, as the embodiment of spirit, it's giving us everything that we need. Now, you know, we can't be naive. Look what happened to the indigenous peoples all over the globe, including in America, right? The people with the guns won. And that's what we're looking at right now. The people with the guns might win. So we have to come full circle. You know, it is required of all of us that we pay attention and we be active and not passive and that we act despite our fear, you know, because on the other side of fear, you get, that's when you get the courage. You know, if you wait to be courageous, it's not going to happen. You have to act despite being your fear. And the surprise is that 
having done that, you get a little dose of courage. And then each time it, you get a little bit more and it gets a little easier. And, um, you know, we're going to have to be courageous now. Um, because what humans have done is, uh, you know, a, a lot of damage, a lot of damage. There's a lot of danger within the human community and there's a lot of danger as a result of their actions in the planet. But um, I think there's more of us than them and I think we're going to win. And I think the planet is going to show us what we need. And here's the deal. The final thing is you have to act as if, because if you don't, it won't. But if you do, it could. So that's it. I mean, that's the magic, right? You have to act as if. You have to act in accord with your magic, with nature's magic. And if we do, um, then we start to put our thumbs on the side of life, just like nature does. Um, and then we we improve the odds. Um, it's always, you know, it's a choice. What are we going to choose? You know, which magic are we going to choose? I, you know, I made my choice. I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not doing a great job in all kinds of ways. I'm, you know, and I'm trying to do better. Um, but, I, you know, I'm motivated to do the, the best we can with what we have. That's my mother talking. Do the best you can with what you have. And you'll be amazed at what you can produce. Our magic is, our magic is the, is part of that greater magic. And that greater magic is profound. So um, that's what makes me optimistic. The more people who get it, the more people who get plugged into it, the more empowered they become, the more nourished they become, the more sustained you are. Um, you're not on your own. You're, you, you are enmeshed in this web that is designed to support you. Um, and all you have to do is give back. Okay, it really works. And all of our tools and techniques help us to experience that. So it's real. I mean, it's real magic. Um, and then, you know, you can do these little spells. I'm like, wow, you know, sometimes they actually work. It blows my mind. <laughs> Have you done shows? I'm, this is one of the things I want, you know, I just would like to spend a whole like long evening with a whole bunch of people and just listen to them tell the stories of their spells that worked. I want a collection of spells that worked. <laughs> that seems like a lovely little fireside with hot cocoa moment. Yeah. Maybe yeah. smoked hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then there's like the magic that I described to you about, about journeying and asking bear, you know, was that a spell? No. Was that magic? <laughs> that was big magic, right? Um, that's the magic. Like when I say you're the magic, it's like, yeah, that was that magic. It was like that magic. That magic is, that magic doesn't require a bottle of oil. Yeah. Right. Um, so before we leave, did you want to tell our listeners about your class? Well, it's full. <laughs> but um, so good. Oh my god. 
we sold out in less than 24 hours. And I then had to keep the door open and bring in a bunch more people, but now it's closed. But I'm taking a list. Um, I'm super psyched. I hate the name. It's a masterclass. I mean, that's so overwrought and overused, but okay. Um, I was out of steam. So we just like, ah, there will, that'll, we'll call it that. So it's my witchcraft masterclass. But it is basically like a 12 week, it's over more because of the holidays, but it's a, it's, it's a 12 week. That's the format, two hours a week, one hour study group practices. you got to do them, um, accountability, but it's a combination of the workshops, uh, the training that I created when, um, my books were published around the world and I was traveling all over the world and people wanted to study. And I was like, you know, the common model is just not going to work. You can't, you can't create a spiritual movement and a global movement with a three-year coven structure. So, you know, now it's much more commonplace that people have classes. So it's the first half is what I call wand practices, which are the structural things and the active energy, engagement and working with the elements, casting circle as a spiritual practice and as the creation of a container and the invocation of divinity and a means of altering consciousness. I mean, it's like, it's a multi-use tool. Like it's like fabulous. Um, and this is how you use it for all of these different purposes. And how did that feel? Um, and the second half is the grail, which is, okay, now we've got the container and it's properly placed in the grid of energy with air and fire and water and earth and the, and the relationships established and the energy flows working. And now we fill the container, um, which is the circle, but which is you. And so the second part, the grail stuff is, is basically sort of receptive energies. Um, and it's um, divination as a means of engaging in dialogue with the divine. Uh, some very simple practices that alter consciousness and enhance intuition and shamanic journeying and working with the spirits of place. And then it sort of culminates with the creation of ritual, not as most people practice ritual, which is always me-centered, right? I am doing this ritual to get a boyfriend or whatever. But ritual created out of the guidance that one receives from the spirits of place, which is what I was instructed to do to how to change this workshop in Italy. And when I get instructions in Italy, I always do what I'm told because that's a very powerful place for me. Um, and so the, it, the whole thing culminates with both active and receptive and people learn how to create a ritual that's been guided by the, by the genius Lochi, by the spirit of the place, which has been mind blowingly powerful. We've done it all over the world. And, um, at the end of the 12 weeks, people should come out with really good chops with, with, um, a very powerful toolkit, um, with a high degree of competence, hopefully a lot of confidence, um, the support of community of study groups that we're hoping to, you know, have as many people geographically organized, you know, so that they have a, a study group that they can continue to work with and hopefully in, in person. And it, it, uh, leads to initiation, which, um, my God, we just did like almost 40 of them in Italy. Um, so 
it, it's the first two of the three requirements for initiation in uh, the Temple of Ara in my tradition. Uh, it'll be followed next year with a shadow. I'll be doing it again, and it'll be followed with the third, which is a shadow workshop, and then initiations, hopefully in 2025, and clergy training for those who want it. Um, I, I have had a mostly hidden tradition, uh, very mystical, where we have, in fact, made it incredibly difficult for people to get in the door. And I have been told in no uncertain terms that the door needs to be opened and made accessible to people. So we opened the door last week and a whole lot of people rushed in and I'm thrilled. And so I'm doing it, I'll do it again next year. Um, I'm doing it online, which is different and I'm super psyched about it because we've been doing a Patreon circle for over a year and we've been doing monthly circles and they're really powerful. And, and I have deep respect now for the, our capacity to work um, magically um, together, physically apart, but together, so I'm confident. Um, and it, this is a pilot program. People are gonna be helping me because I'm doing it online for the first time. So the next one should be a little more refined, I think. Um, and I'll do it again. I'll do it again next year and I'll keep doing it um, and try to create as many highly skilled witches as I possibly can. It's a very shamanic approach because that's my approach. Um, and I'm psyched. I'm really excited. I've been getting all these emails. You were talking about emails. I've been getting all these emails from people who are super, super, super psyched to do it. Um, so here we go. That's really exciting. Well, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one mentoring uh, with people, a lot of consultation and a lot of readings and a lot of mentoring one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but there's a limit and we go very deep, you know, because everybody's path is so unique. And I, my sense is that my purpose in those things is to, to help people understand the magic that's manifesting in their lives. Because a lot of people, you know, they sense it, but they don't have confidence in it. They don't have confidence in themselves. So part of it is to help them interpret the, their experiences and then to shape magic around what they're experiencing to deepen it and to release it, you know, to open that door and let that energy really flow in. And so they understand what's happening, you know, and why certain insects are appearing and why they're having certain kinds of dreams and why certain deities are very appealing to them and what that message meant when it arrived and how to amplify um, the meaning so that their magic starts to really manifest. Um, but skills, man, people need skills. They need skills. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I got that. I mean, you know, 40 years of doing this, I got skills and I got to, you know, it's a responsibility to share them. So I'll do the best I can. And hopefully people will um, benefit and find it helpful and joyful and meaningful and magical and they'll use them and we'll keep working together or they'll go off you know as people often do and but they'll find that their lives and their magic are um, enhanced by what they learned um yeah mm -hmm. i'm so wait two years to talk we do not have to tape it and we don't have to do it publicly oh. sorry guys but we have to talk more often <laughs>
I know it's been um it's been a while, but I'm so happy you were able to come on and um you know just hang out and talk and we'll we'll probably split this up in two episodes. I think we did that last time too, and yeah, I th- uh, yeah there and ugh, it's a lot, but I think this was a great conversation and wonderful things for people to hear. I hope so. I really hope you guys found it um, useful. And I mean, that's my desire now is to be useful. Um, And you, um, if I can be useful to you in any way, I'm always, I want you to know I'm always here for you. Um, Lovely gift that you've given me of having the time with your wonderful listeners um, who I would like to meet all of them in person, but not in the summertime. <laughs> me too. You too? Well, we should do that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, do a little meet and greet. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Do you do that in, in New Orleans? Do you do it? Um, when I do, like, you know, when I go to different uh, festivals or whatever, I do let them know. Yeah. Uh, that if they're around, they can come say hi. Which is. We hope you have a wonderful day, full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.